From the Evening Standard in London, this is The Leader. Hi, I'm David Marsland. It should have opened nearly a year ago. Now Crossrail has been delayed again. In the West End solely, for every year that Crossrail is delayed, firms stand to lose an extra one billion of income. From our business desk, Joanna Burke, on the billions estimated to be lost in London by the delay. Also... I spoke to Mark Wilde, the new Crossrail chief executive, this morning. The sense from him was the scale of the problem they face made this almost inevitable. Our City Hall editor, Ross Lydell, has been speaking to Crossrail's chief executive about the latest postponement. Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is the leader. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment. In a moment, what's the true cost of another crossrail delay? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Way back in 2016, Sadiq Khan became one of the first people to ride the Elizabeth Line when the Crossrail project was 75% complete. This is what he said. Well, this is really exciting. I mean, Crossrail, 75% complete, uh, within budget, uh, you know, on schedule to... Uh, for the Elizabeth Line to open, part of it 2018, the rest of 2019, I'm really excited. Now we know it won't be open until 2021 at the earliest, and it could need up to £650 million more pounds, bringing its total cost to £18.25 Here's what The Standard thinks. This should serve as a warning to both the Conservatives and Labour following their grandstanding promises to invest tens of billions of pounds in new major transport schemes and other projects. Many of the schemes the parties propose could bring benefits. But lessons must be learned from events in London, where inadequate oversight of Crossrail by Mayor Sadiq Khan provides an illustration of the disarray that can result when complex engineering schemes are not managed with necessary close attention to detail. It's time for the Mayor to get a better grip and ensure there are no more costly delays. Our Westminster politicians, meanwhile, should take heed and ensure that when they start splashing the cash after the election, they do so with focus and planning. 
To go through what this means and what's being lost, I'm joined by Joanna Burke from the Standards Business Desk. Joanna, what kind of an impact does yet another delay to Crossrail have on London? When Crossrail sort of was announced, there's been a huge amount of investment that's gone into London. A huge amount of businesses have taken a punt on Crossrail. So they thought they'd get in early, spend a lot of money and hope that they might reap the rewards of extra footfall, income coming in for their tills. So as soon as we had this delay announcement this morning, our phones on the business desk were ringing almost immediately. We had the trade association bosses. Those are the retail guys, the guys representing pub landlords, absolutely outraged. And their concern, quite, you know, you could argue is if we look at the retailers, these people have opened shops or had shops they faced huge amounts of disruption while construction went on, which may have affected their footfall at the time. And this promise of thousands of thousands of extra customers that might be ploughing through the West End, that suddenly seems a lot longer away. So something that was supposed to open in December last year, now not expected to open for at least another year. We're talking millions of pounds being lost, aren't we? Oh, hugely. I mean, for example, we had some research commissioned earlier this year and it calculated that in the West End solely for every year that Crossrail is delayed, firms stand to lose an extra one billion of income every year. That's an extra one billion they're longer, they won't be getting. So they could have been getting that should this be opened. So for each year it's delayed, that income that they could have had on top of is no longer there. These are extraordinary figures. They're so huge figures, yeah. When you've been talking to the business bosses, what have they been saying needs to be done? Who are they blaming for this? Some are saying about compensation. You know, a lot of them have contributed business rates. They may have, you know, banked on this footfall. It's not come. So, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of questions asked. I don't know whether that's to, you know, the mayor, to, you know, Crossrail itself. But, uh, you know, there's been a lot of uncertainty and it just seems to be that again today. And of course it's not just businesses who moved into these areas where Crossrail is supposed to be having its stations, is it? There were people bought homes there in the expectation that they would have an easier commute. Yeah, I think there's two issues there. So yeah, there could have been, you know, so a lot of I'm aware of some businesses opening above the what will be the Elizabeth line. You know, so these companies of landlords have built there speculatively spent you know millions and millions to build these properties you get companies that sign leases and they've taken these leases because they think right that's a great way i can attract staff people that have bought houses or renting on these new you know route in well these staff they don't have that route now currently and don't foreseeably the other thing is you know a lot of people might have taken a punt i'll buy a house on the crossrail line further out maybe that's going to rise in value well, you know, the property market at the moment isn't, is rocked with problems. We've got Brexit uncertainty. We've got taxes. So this is probably, you know, if you thought you might be getting a nice bounce, it, you might be waiting a bit longer. Next. I've been down into these stations. So when you see the size of the stations and just the scale of the project and the complexity of it, it's almost mind-blowing how much has to be done and how much remains to be done. Our City Hall editor, Ross Lydell, on the implications for London Mayor Sadiq Khan. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. 
The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Our City Hall editor Ross Lydell's been covering Crossrail for the Evening Standard since it was first proposed, and that's a very long time ago. Ross, is it ever going to open? I do hope so. It's been a long wait already. It should have opened December last year, so already at this stage, almost a year late. The hope was that it would have opened in another year's time, really, that uh, they set up this window between October 2020 and March 2021 was the sort of second option and now today we find out that's not happening either and we're now probably looking at the summer of 2021 at the earliest. Our editorial columns called on the Mayor of London to get a better grip of the whole thing but how can he do that? It's an incredibly complicated engineering project. Well one of the first things that Sadiq Khan did do a year or so ago when the scale of these problems came to light was to replace the top team at Crossrail. He brought in a new chief executive and a new chairman. But he was certainly uh, faced a lot of criticism for having taken his eye off the ball earlier and not really being alert to the warnings he was receiving, uh, but almost refused to hear or to recognise the magnitude of uh, prior to last summer's uh, announcement that the December 2018 date would not be met. You've spoken to Crossrail. Is this embarrassing for them? I spoke to Mark Wilde, the new Crossrail chief executive, this morning. Not so much embarrassed. The sense from him was one that the whole the the scale of the problem they face made this almost inevitable. There were hints we reported six or seven weeks ago when they began to warn that again more problems were coming. And this today is confirmation. But Mark Wilde's sentiment this morning was one that he was disappointed primarily because they will need more public money to get this open. So he apologised for that. But He said there are still some good bits about this too in the sense that the station problems such as at Bond Street and Whitechapel are easing and those stations should now actually be ready in time when the trains start running because the way it had looked was that Bond Street would not have been ready and trains would have passed through without passengers being able to get on and off. So that's resolved. However, he's just talking about the sheer complexity and magnitude of aligning all the software with the safety features and the signalling on the trains and integrating 
the new track and the new trains and the new stations. And there's this word integration that you kept talking about. And if I've, I've been down into these stations. So when you see the size of the stations and just the scale of the project and the complexity of it, it's almost mind-blowing how much has to be done and how much remains to be done. So I don't envy him at all in his job. But um, he does give a sense of reassurance that he's a good man to be leading this project for London. There are consequences to having to delay this. One of those consequences is you know, the, the, the existing transport structure that we have here in London and, and the impact on that too, Ross. Well, anybody who uses the central line, especially in the morning or evening rush hour, will know how unpleasant a journey that can be. It's massively overloaded and one of the key benefits of Crossrail is it would allow many of those passengers going east-west, west-east to switch onto Crossrail to ease the pressure on the tube and the fact that Crossrail is now delayed further means that conditions on the tube are going to remain as overcrowded and overheated as ever. So there's a real loss there too and that's the impact that people will feel probably on a day-to-day basis. Um, there is a sense that we haven't yet got Crossrail so nobody has benefited from it and then lost it. It's still a sort of part of a, a future transport dream for many. But while we await the dream, the daily nightmare continues. And that's the leader. We have an audio news update every weekday morning on Smart Speakers. Just ask for the news from the Evening Standard. This podcast is back at 4pm on Monday. <laughs>